hello, hello. My name is Rula Jessica, and I am here to remind you that you don't need to look for love because you already are love. If you don't know what I'm talking about, keep listening to Lessons from Love Addiction. Emotions. This is a huge topic that I'm going to discuss over two episodes. So this is like part one of the emotion episode. I think the difference between feelings and emotions has kind of been misconstrued. So in my recovery from love addiction, one of the hardest things I had to go through was really sitting with my emotions, with no distractions, and honestly just trying to figure out the very first thing I wrote in my very first journal, my very first what I call recovery journal, is I need to figure out why I am addicted to feeling like shit. So sitting with my emotions without the distraction of alcohol, if no people were available to get high off of, once I really got into the core, once I really got to the core of the stories that I would tell myself to keep myself perpetuating my cycle of love addiction, my preference, my means of escape, so my abuse of alcohol disappeared. It disappeared. So technically speaking, I mean, emotions are just how our body physiologically reacts to the environment around us. And then our feelings are like the logic that we assign to our emotions that's based on past experiences. So emotions are something that I realized I was actually quite scared of experiencing. Once I discovered that I was a love addict coming out of my last breakup, I had went no contact with my ex, best thing I'd ever done because it allowed me the space to really get in touch with my emotions rather than just run to him to soothe them not that that ever worked either (laughs) but without him in the picture without alcohol in the picture without having met my emotions I was scared of them I was scared of them I did not know how to process them I would find myself attaching all these meanings to my emotions that just weren't based on truth weren't based on the facts at hand were based on my emotional experiences really as a child and spiritually something that i've heard and i love is that emotions are energy in motion so scientifically it's been proven that emotions only last for 90 seconds like the actual physical effects that emotions have on us only last for 90 seconds it's our feelings about the emotions that linger and tend to cause us suffering And then so like in my personal life, I would see the characteristics of my love addiction play out when I was triggered over certain things. Like if someone had made me angry or I was stressed out and overwhelmed or my guilt was triggered over, you know, asserting my boundaries maybe with someone that I cared about or I felt lonely, I would sexualize it and eroticize it and be like, oh, like, you know, if I could just have this intimate connection or this romantic liaison this stress 
in my life would go away or this loneliness or this guilt or whatever negative emotion I was trying to escape could be somehow solved through my addiction of choice, love, right? Romance, relationships, sex. And the full characteristic of love addiction is we sexualize stress, guilt, loneliness, anger, shame, fear, and envy. And we use sex or emotional dependence as substitutes for nurturing care and support. It's like the feelings that we attach to being triggered through being angry the feeling that we attach to whatever event that's going on in our life that makes us feel stressed that makes us feel overwhelmed that makes us feel sad or guilty or whatever it's like these emotions on their own are neutral it's the feelings that i would attach to them that would make me feel like shit which would then cause me to search externally for that nurturing care and support rather than give that to myself like okay i'm stressed out what can i do take a nap or i'm overwhelmed what can i do delegate these tasks or prioritize whatever i need to do in order of importance or you know all of these other things i can do to care for myself rather than outsource and try to escape from the uncomfortable thoughts that i've attached to these inherently neutral feelings And it was like almost like a subconscious thing that I would do. I would be like stressed out or sad or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, let's see who I haven't texted back. Try to get something going, like something. Let's try to engage myself and distract myself from this feeling by seeking romantic attention or some sort of validation. And then again, it's like, who am I seeking this validation and this distraction from? Emotionally unavailable people which is another characteristic of love addiction, right? Avoiding responsibility for ourselves by attaching ourselves to people who are emotionally unavailable. Because at the end of the day, it's like I'm seeking attention from people that I'm toying with emotionally. I'm using them as a distraction from whatever emotion that I'm currently feeling, which is unfair to them, first of all, but it's like the only person that would even entertain this sporadic attention from me would be someone that's emotionally unavailable, would be someone that's not looking for something substantial, would be someone that is also using me in their own way for attention, approval, validation. And then inevitably when that attention has been withdrawn or when I wouldn't be fulfilled by this interaction because, you know, again this is a person that's incapable of giving me what I can give myself because no one can give me what I can give myself to the capacity that I can give to myself whether this is nurturance care attention validation approval etc at the end of the day once this has been withdrawn I'm still stuck with this emotion that I was trying to escape from so something that really helped me in early recovery when I was going through withdrawals when I was going through no contact when I just needed to sit there with my emotions sober so hard literally one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life one thing that had really helped me was sitting with and focusing on exactly where the emotions were located in my body. So for example, if I was really, really happy, and obviously it's easier when you're happy because it feels good in your body, um, I would notice that when I'm joyful, when I'm full of happiness and just 
pure adoration for life, I would feel that feeling throughout my entire body. And then, for example, when I would be feeling something that my brain would label as negative, like something like anger, I would feel the difference as to where it's located in my body. For example, when I'm angry, I could feel it in my arms, like in my my hands in the upper part of my body not so much throughout and then when I'm sad for example I would feel it in the bottom half of my body like towards my legs towards my feet and so I would really focus on where this emotion's located in my body and just really try to focus on that specific area without attaching any thoughts to it as to why I'm feeling this and even that way the negative thoughts and feelings that I have associated with this emotion start dissipating Because I'm fully present in the moment and just focusing on the sensation rather than any thoughts that come and go associated with that feeling. So that helped me a lot, a lot, a lot. And so I realized over time that I was developing like a resilience when I would practice this with both quote unquote, you know, negative emotions and positive emotions. I would notice that when these specific emotions were triggered in my day to day, I would automatically go and focus on the sensation and then be able to bounce back to baseline quicker because actually focusing on them and feeling them made them a lot less scary for my brain to like process. So in my recovery, some of the things that really helped me when I was triggered would be conscious breathing. So what I would do is when I'm triggered, when my body's in that fight or flight or that depression, I would focus on my breathing. So I would breathe in and to take it one step further, I even would imagine that I'm breathing in love and I'm exhaling all the negativity out of my body. That usually works. So I would practice inhaling love and exhaling negativity and I could literally feel the negativity leaving my body another thing that really helped me regulate myself quickly is just doing whatever it's I call it the next right thing method so it's basically just doing whatever needs to be done in front of me so if I need to you know change the bed if I need to take out the trash if I need to do the dishes if I need to do my nails whatever there's always 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 something to do fold the clothes run that errand I've been putting off there's always something to do and if I focus on doing the next right thing and then the next right thing I feel, I can feel whatever non-issue I'm stressing out about in my head or whatever negative cycle loop that I've been stuck in mentally just kind of goes away. So that's the next right thing method. Sometimes I combine those two. So I do the conscious breath and also the next right thing. One of the things that really helped me a lot and really continues to help me is the prayer method. So I will, and this is whether you believe in God, source, anything like that. Prayer is just saying out loud everything that you have bottled up inside. It's not necessarily, I don't necessarily ask for source to relieve me of this feeling. Sometimes I just talk. That's what God is to me. It's it's source. It's this energy. It's this higher being. It's my highest self, really. It's in me. It's in you. It's it is us and it surrounds us that's my definition of source and i'll just speak i'll just speak to source about whatever i'm feeling sometimes i will ask for guidance sometimes i'll ask for clarity but most of the times i'm just speaking and then 
the final thing that helped me a lot is journaling and journaling just writing down everything that i'm feeling everything that i'm thinking getting my thoughts and my feelings out of my head and onto paper or onto my notes app or onto my computer is spiritual alchemy i'm i'm changing the form of this energetic hold of these thoughts of these emotions of this energy in motion emotions i'm changing their form from these things in my head to these things that are actually described on a piece of paper or digitized whatever you want to call it however you want to get them out of you it's spiritual alchemy write them down i suggest pen to paper just because the more tangible it feels the more tangible these thoughts feel the easier i personally feel it is to discern which ones are based in reality and which ones are based on fears that i've created in my own head And I also tend to be able to write faster when I'm writing pen to paper and, you know, just de-stress myself quicker. And then the final thing I would do is just practice non-actions. So not praying, not writing, just sitting with whatever the emotion is, no matter how unpleasant it feels, just sitting with that emotion inside myself feeling, locating exactly where it is in my body and accepting it, not trying to fight it, not trying to rationalize it, just accepting it. And a lot of the times, especially with the more intense emotions, this really works. This really, really works. Just accepting it. Sometimes I'll even go a step further and thank it. Be like, thank you for being here. And it goes away like that. So sometimes it's just sometimes these feelings they don't even need to come out. They just need to be acknowledged. They need to be loved. They need to be accepted and they need to be integrated in order for them to teach us whatever it is they need to teach us and move on. So our responses to our emotions are really modeled to us either by our parents caretakers how they coped with our big emotions and also how they coped with their own big emotions but the good news is first of all armed with the knowledge that emotions only last 90 seconds we can sit through them and i remember especially during no contact especially in early early recovery and i'd gone no contact and i would just be sitting in my emotions and the thing about our nervous system is that it wants to return to baseline it wants to resume normal activity it does not want to stay in a heightened state whether it's really really good feeling or really really bad feeling it wants to return to baseline to closest to neutral as possible because that is the most beneficial way for us to be in the world to resume about our day from baseline from a space of balance if we're too happy or if we're too sad these are both highly activated emotional states where we're not perceiving potential threats and danger around us as quickly as we could be as when we're on baseline so it's like our body wants to return to a a more neutral state it's our mind and the logic that we assign to our feelings that keeps us stuck in this loop of emotional addiction which we're going to get into more in part two of this episode which will be coming out next week So one thing that helped in early recovery from love addiction and still helps me to this day is really feeling, is really practicing to locate and feel the reactions that emotions have in my body. So one of the things that helped me a lot with identifying and then changing my reaction to my emotions is really feeling them in my body, feeling their presence 
in my body and that way I teach myself that I don't need to be afraid of them I don't need to run away from them I don't need to distract myself from them because the more that we try to suppress or run away from unpleasant feelings they're just getting stronger and they're going to manifest themselves into our lives in worse ways or in bigger ways. If we learn to sit with our emotions, they lose the power that they have over our feelings and our responses to them become more empowered and ultimately help us create the life that we desire and the relationships that we crave. There was this visualization that I had done and I had recalled to mind an event that made me really angry. Like something that I would come back to over and over and over again that had happened to me. It made me really angry. So, and I would drink over that. Eventually when I got sober from alcohol, I would call up some dude to distract me from that. It was just bad. It was bad. So I would sit. I would recall this particular situation that made me angry. I would observe how the anger felt in my body. I would let it completely overtake me, just sitting there still, letting my body physiologically react to the thoughts that I had about the situation in my brain. And once I had located where the anger was, so it was like in my chest and in my hands, really, I could feel all of these distressing feelings I had about this feeling of anger. And eventually it would pass and I would be okay. And then my nervous system would re-regulate and return to baseline. And then eventually, as I did this visualization practice more and more often with different emotions, with different scenarios, with different feelings, when these feelings were triggered in my day-to-day life, I could return to baseline way quicker and not resort to engaging in things that I would regret later. So eventually, once I had practiced this with different emotions, when those emotions would come up in my day-to-day life, when I was activated, triggered by different people or circumstances, I was able to quicker return to a relaxed state, to a more present state, and really experience the situation that was happening to me in real time without my perception being clouded by my feelings about this negative emotional reaction that was triggered in me. And then as we become aware of our feelings that are associated with emotional reactions to things, we can then become empowered to change our response to these emotional activations. So typically there are about four responses to emotional triggers that humans experience, either fight flight, freeze, or fawn, right? So fighting is what it sounds like, you know, staying there, defending yourself, fighting. Then flight is dissociating, silent treatment, leaving the situation, leaving the argument, walking away. Then freezing is just shutting down, disconnecting, not reacting, shutting down your emotions, not trying to reach a conclusion. That's freezing. And then fawning is trying to placate the other person, trying to make yourself seem likable. So I typically will resort to fight or flight. (laughs) 
I'm a Scorpio sun with an Aries rising and a Libra moon. I would say that my Aries rising is always down to fight <laughs> when my emotions are activated. And then my Libra moon just wants to fawn. It just wants everyone to be happy. It wants to please. It wants to be a good little girl, right? My Libra moon. Anyway, if you're into astrology, I'm very, very into astrology. That makes sense. So <laughs> fight, flight, fawn, or freeze. These are typically the way that we cope, especially when we've been subjected to trauma. However, these coping mechanisms are not always in our best interest as an adult. And unfortunately, the more that we resort to either of these coping mechanisms, the more ingrained they become in our psyches and the more habitual they become as a response when our emotions are activated. Something that drives me absolutely insane is when I'm left on red, right? I just feel, especially if this is like by my boyfriend or like one of my close friends, I just feel ignored, rejected, not considered, abandoned. Like I assign all of these different feelings to this four letter word scene, right? <laughs> I attach my self-worth, I attach all these different feelings, thoughts, perceptions to the fact that I perceive that I'm being ignored by whatever person this is, especially my boyfriend. Um, so what is the experience? So the experience is I was left on read. I was texting someone, they saw the message, they read the message, and they ignored me. They neglected to reply. What are my thoughts when something like this happens? I had to really look inside myself. My thoughts were, I'm not being considered. They're either doing something that is more important or responding to someone that is more important than me. I just do not matter. These are the thoughts that I would assign to the experience of being ignored, being left unread. And then what are my feelings that I'm attaching to these thoughts? I'm feeling sad. How do I react to these feelings? Well, before emotional and physical sobriety, I would either drink or I would start texting someone else or I would just completely withdraw and just be emo and super sad and depressed all day, or I would feed my brain with other things so I can avoid feeling the sadness. And ultimately, these were all reactions to an experience that I assigned a bunch of different meanings to, and therefore, I am reacting to the feelings about the thoughts I have assigned to this situation by doing destructive things, by doing things that I regretted later, always, 100%. So my point with saying all of this is that once we, first of all, learn to sit with the feeling, realize that this feeling is just a feeling, it's neutral, and how we respond to it is based on our thoughts about this feeling. So sometimes we can't always change our thoughts about a situation. You know, like if we're left on red and we feel ignored, we can't change our thoughts about the situation. All we can do is reframe it. We can reframe it and be like, okay, they're not ignoring me because I don't matter. They're ignoring me because they're busy. And then sometimes that helps, but sometimes that doesn't even help either. So what we need to do is control our reactions to the thoughts that this feeling has brought up 
So instead of being like, okay, they ignored my text, therefore I am unworthy of a response and I feel sad. And then my reactions to this perceived slight, to the thoughts that I had assigned to this feeling that, you know, this person's ignoring me, this person's ghosting me, therefore I must be unwanted, I must be unconsidered, I must be absolutely worthless. So then what do I resort to? Either you know, posting a thirst trap to get some validation by some other random guys, you know, hoping that the main guy that ghosted me sees this and has some sort of epiphany that I'm the one. Or (laughs) pursuing casual relationships that I know are not going to provide me the emotional safety that I'm craving, aka hitting up that fuckboy in the middle of the night to get that hit of dopamine, to get that hit of feeling wanted, and then eventually, you know, perpetuate that cycle of shame and of unworthiness and of just self-pity once again. So it's like, if we notice the patterns in how we respond to the thoughts that form based on the experiences that elicit certain emotions in our body, we can then change our reactions to these thoughts and therefore empower ourselves to make different ones because whatever happens in our past in order to create these sometimes unhealthy coping mechanisms or trauma responses is not our fault. Whatever happened is not our fault. Whatever happened in our past to cause our love addiction, to prime us to respond to emotional situations with negative reactions that ultimately get us further away from creating the relationship with ourselves and with the people around us that we want to establish. Anything that happened was not a responsibility. Anything that happened in the past when we were children that formed the core basis of who we are was not our responsibility. But we can use our reactions, we can notice our responses and begin to live more in the present time to be able to create a better future and it's also really 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 important for us to not judge any thoughts that come up associated with these feelings like when i was practicing this personally i when i would try to like focus on the sensation rather than the thoughts that are arising from this emotion i would find myself like shaming myself like oh i'm not doing this right or look at me again i'm focusing on the negative da, 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 da. and then it would like start this negative spiral so it's really really important to not judge the thoughts that come up just like let them arise and let them pass and then refocus your attention on feeling the actual sensation in order to build that emotional resilience that foundation of emotional resilience that you can keep coming back to 